The Push Podcast, people united for spina bifida and hydrocephalus. A podcast created to bring people together and to amplify the voices, stories, and abilities of our spina bifida and hydrocephalus community. B is for the people, both big and small. U is for the unity that gathers us all. S for spina bifida, H for hydrocephalus. Say the push to the world, never let them get the best of us. Hey, what's going on? My name is Danny Lamb, and I'm your host of the Push Project podcast. I was three years old when I was diagnosed with hydrocephalus, and I'm passionate about using my abilities to connect our community and to create a space for others to feel empowered to share their story. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please don't hesitate to subscribe, find us on Facebook and Instagram, or to be a featured guest, please email us at asongacity at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. We look forward to having you. All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Push Project Podcast. It is pretty wild to think that we are in season three of the Push Project Podcast. Of course, PUSH being an acronym for People United for Spina Bifida and Hydrocephalus. And this year specifically has been a really special one because it's been 10 years since the existence of the small little nugget of an idea of a song, a city that just continues to grow and blossom and, 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 and also find its way um, and, and, and find its purpose, its deeper purpose. But um, so incredibly excited to have a human on here today who does a lot of incredible stuff through the lens of YouTube and social media and, and all the stuff as well. And I'm going to let her talk about it, but Danielle, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, so good. So good. Um, can you remind us where are you from? Where do you call home? Yeah. So I was born and raised in Ohio, Northeast Ohio. And then I moved to Florida a little over a year ago. Cool. Cool. This is like such a ridiculous question to ask. Um, have you been to the rock and roll hall of fame? I have a few times. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's awesome. If you've not been, you definitely need to go. I have not. Ohio is not far. I'm in Niagara Falls, Canada. It's it's not far. I just. Not at all. I've never been. Anyways, I'm going to have to get your recommendations when I do go. But. Yes. (laughs) For sure. It's awesome. um, Can I ask, you had mentioned uh, earlier uh, when we had started chatting, you've got a lot of things you're passionate about. However, mm-hmm. I know that one of the things that is consistent uh, to many of the things that you're passionate about is this idea of rewriting the narrative around what it looks like to live with spina bifida, hydrocephalus, or disability in general, correct? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Can, can, so can you yeah, me, just tell us a bit more? Yeah. So I think like when a parent is given the diagnosis that their child may be born with spina bifida. I think a lot of times they're given like worst case scenario type information, which is frustrating because I think it can lead to a lot of misconceptions about what life is like with a disability. And that goes for any disability, not just spina bifida, but you know, I know for my parents, they were told a lot of things that didn't happen and weren't the case and that kind of thing. And then, you know, so it, it then leads parents to thinking their kids aren't going to be as capable of as many things and it leads them to raise them in a certain way and that kind of thing. And then 
the outside world, people who have had no experience with disabilities or anything like that, I think they just kind of assume that people who have a disability are just sad and stay home all the time and, you know, can't contribute to society. And I just don't think that that's the case. And so I want to kind of open up that narrative and help people see that there are lots of possibilities and lots of things we're capable of. And, you know, we're very innovative in a lot of ways because we have to be. And I think that can be used more than it is. Heck yes. I actually, I love that you said that because I mean, I think it's again, just so true in that if who like, again, through the lens of disability or just like something happens in your life or whatever, finding solutions to be innovative and, and find a way I I think it's it's so, so interesting because there's a need for us, you know, if you're potentially born with a a disability, there's, Mm -hmm potentially a greater need to be innovative absolutely and um, how you do things and sure. um can i speaking of innovation can mm-hmm. you tell us just some of the things that you do do to rewrite that narrative kind of those actionable pieces that you you do to more deeply connect with people yeah for sure so i have a youtube channel it's called danielle ability where i kind of show my life living with a disability and both the things that are different and then the things that are just like everybody else, whether that's, you know, how I spend my day on a weekend or how I work full time or those kinds of things or how I drive and how I get ready in the morning. And, you know, those things that are both common to everybody, but then also I've had to, (laughs) I can start that over. No, that's okay. That's that. Sorry. That's actually hilarious because nobody else can see, but I just saw Lucy, the cat just walk by you and just take over. And it was beautiful. (laughs) She wants to talk about it too. (laughs) So yeah, to kind of show people that yes, I do have to modify some things, but then also my life is in a lot of ways, very normal and very much like everybody else, you know? Mm, heck yeah. We, uh, I feel like the, uh, the word and it's always in quotations, normal comes up yeah, right. quite often on <laughs> the sure. podcast because it is, it's a yeah. really interesting word to talk about across our community and then how like other people perceive what normal is. Because I mean, for me, living with spine, spina bifida occulta and hydrocephalus mm-hmm. is normal. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty normal. Right. But, but somebody here is like, Oh my yep. God, you, you were diagnosed with a learning disability and, and had brain surgery mm-hmm. three times. And Oh my God. And it's like, yeah, right. That, yeah. There's been challenges in life for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, right. my shun, but my, everybody has, yeah, <laughs> everybody has challenges, whether it, you know, there's, across the board, nobody goes through life without dealing with challenges. And mine just happens to be one you can see when you look at me, but that Mm. doesn't mean everybody else doesn't have something as well. Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Okay. I do want to stay on this, this, this path of like innovation for a sec, but you're an artist. Love that. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Which is again, one of the reasons I just knew we'd become best friends because you know, yeah, <laughs> no bias or anything against anybody else, but you know, of course not. 
<laughs> um, can you, I'm all, I'm just even personally beyond anybody else knowing, I always am just so personally curious to know. Uh, and so I'm excited to ask, can you tell us a little bit about your artistic journey? Yeah, for sure. So I have been drawing since I was tiny. <laughs> um, and so I just, from a young age, that's just always been my go-to hobby. And then I went to college and majored in drawing and painting. So that was a way to further my artistic career, I guess. And then, yeah, I've just kind of always loved art and whether it's, you know, drawing and painting or it can be carried over in so many different areas of life, whether that's interior design or fashion or, you know, I just, I like being creative and using that however I can. Can I kind of on that topic, on that same topic, how do you think, how do you think that creativity and either creativity in general or art, uh, how do you think it can be such a powerful tool in creating greater equity in the world uh, of our disability community? Yeah, that's a great question. Mm. I think one of the things that I've always been so grateful for mm. with the way that I was raised and my parents is they always encouraged me to find hobbies and the things that I was mm. passionate about and wanted to spend my time doing. And I think that's something that is important for everybody, whether you have a disability or not, is how to spend your time and do things that, you know, feed your soul. And mm. um, I just think that, especially for people with disabilities, you know, we do maybe spend more time at home than other people, or we do need to find things that make us feel like we're being productive and, you know, that kind of thing. And I just think for me, that's been art because there's nothing that makes me feel more excited than learning a new process with drawing or, you know, just spending my day being creative and using my brain in that way. And I just think that it makes us feel more fulfilled when we're doing something purposeful. Heck yeah. Yeah. Mic drop that, that, yeah. I love that. Um, <laughs> love that. And I also love a good mic drop moment. So that was like perfect <laughs> mic drop moment through the lens of art. Can I actually ask in terms of visual art, do you prefer abstract or like conceptual? And, and I, I don't even know, I'm trying to sound really smart through the lens of visual <laughs> art. I'm not a, my partner is a visual <laughs> artist. I, I'm not. So I know abstract. What would be the opposite of abstract? Con conceptual? Uh, realism, I guess. Would realism. Be the okay, opposite. there we go. <laughs> I, I tried, Danielle. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> so I'm somewhere in between. So yeah. this is actually some of my artwork behind me. Nobody cool. on the podcast would be able to see it, but <laughs> there you go. Wait, so, where can they see it? Sorry, where can they see it? Um, so I post some of it on my Instagram sometimes. Okay. So you can okay. follow me on Instagram and see it there. Um, and I do have a website. Yeah. It's called Ellie Design. And okay. that's my art okay. website. You can find it there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
for me, I have always loved fashion and I've always yeah. loved history. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of like historical fashion drawing. And so that kind of thing. So it's out of my imagination, but it's realistic in terms of its people and that kind of thing. So it's kind of both, I guess. Yeah. 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 Now I I do want to get to like biggest dreams in a sec um, and like come back to that fashion piece and all the things. But um, Mm -hmm. I had previously asked you about biggest challenges uh, Mm -hmm. and I I love your response to that. in, in real time, can you possibly tell us what has been one of your biggest challenges? For sure. Yeah. So it's interesting because for me personally, I have always been a pretty content and happy person. I don't know. I've always kind of thought through whether that's like a nature versus nurture kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I think my, again, my parents always helped me to see the good in things and to see the things that I can do instead of what I can't do. And so I've always just been pretty happy in life. And I, it's funny because people question that a lot. Like, how can you be so happy in your situation? And it's always been kind of hard for me to explain because why wouldn't I be like, I have a full life. I have a happy life. I, have a family that loves me and, you know, I have a ton to be thankful for. Why wouldn't I be happy just because I happen to sit down, you know? Mm. And so it's interesting to me trying to explain that to people because I think a lot of times they expect me to have a more cynical or frustrated view of the world. And that's just not how I am. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, uh, we, 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 of course, there's similarities and differences with, with anybody, but when it comes to attitude, it, it's, it's actually so interesting because I think we, we relate in a lot of ways and, and growing up to a certain point, I played a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of soccer and, uh, then I became the smallest kid on the soccer field and other guys' elbows were at my head and it became a little bit more, I can still mm-hmm. hear my mother from the sideline when I'd go up for a head ball yelling, Dad! I was just a kid trying to be a kid and wasn't again, wasn't raised through the lens of yeah. Sean that is in your head. So you can't do that thing. Um, my parents worked their absolute best mm-hmm. to a certain point to, to just let me be a kid. Mm-hmm. Just let me do, just let yeah. me do things like any other kid would do. Um, and then yeah. it got to a point where, you know, some challenging conversations had, had to be had and and that was fine sure. but there was for a long time where i was raised to let to you know just be a kid but then also around the sayings of like attitude is everything and mm-hmm. and uh, all those cliche sayings that are such yeah. cliches but i'm sure you can relate there's so much truth mm-hmm. to the idea that attitude is everything when you know yeah when something happens um sure. you know uh, how you choose to find that, say that gratitude. And I, I, I think it's interesting listening to you, you share some of, some of this challenge. Cause like, I, I just, I hear in you telling your story, just how much gratitude you have for everything in your, in your life. And mm-hmm. um, I reflect on that sometimes when like having a crummy day or something yeah. and it's, it's like, okay, these things didn't go well. 
but mm -hmm. how many things are just so awesome in my life mm -hmm. and like immediately the day is just awesome <laughs> yeah yeah well and that's the thing everybody has hard days everybody has things that frustrates them and makes them angry and so do i it's not like i'm just yeah. oblivious to the hard things in life i mean yeah there are definitely challenges and things that have been very difficult in my life, but choosing to see the positive and choosing joy over, you know, mm. being frustrated and that kind of thing. I'd rather spend my energy <laughs> looking at the world from that perspective than spending my energy being angry, you know? Heck yes. Ah, you're the best. You are the best. I love it. I love it. That energy. I wrote a song uh, a while ago called The Energy is Everything. And hmm. I I do truly believe that, you know, the the energy you carry, the energy you bring into a room, um, mm -hmm. it can either lift that room up or or bring it down. And and you get to choose. I love what you yeah. just said. You get to choose. Yeah. yeah. You get to choose. And you might, I know I've, I definitely had days where like, I do not feel like doing things. I don't feel sure. like teaching people. I don't, I just, I need time to re-energize. I need, uh -huh. and I just got to do the thing and, yeah. and I do it as if nothing's yeah. up and nothing's wrong. And because I, I know that, I know that I love when I'm talking to a human like Danielle and she's having a a wicked time and that makes me feel great so i want to bring mm -hmm. that same energy to somebody i'm working with because i know it lights them up and i i right. know that just makes everything go round. and then i also know that after i've given all that energy i will find my own time and my own space to like go over there and just like veg and watch tv and do the things that i need to do for me as well <laughs> Sure. Absolutely. But I know I'll yep. find that time. I just got to dig a little deeper and like yep. be that Ray for a little while right. longer. Well, and nine times out of 10, when you do choose that attitude, <sighs> your day ends up being better too. <laughs> yeah. Because people feed off of that and turn it around on you. So Heck yeah, yes. that's what I found anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Biggest dreams go. Oh man, <laughs> that's such a big question. So man, everything from, you know, helping to reach out to more people through my YouTube channel who either live with a disability or are the parent of a child with a disability or don't have a disability, but want to learn about another perspective to helping our fashion industry to be more inclusive. And I think that you know, when you put on your clothes, you're presenting yourself to the world. And when you don't have the options and, you know, the ability to show your personality through what you wear, like a lot of us like to do, that can be really frustrating. Yeah. So that's a dream of mine and soapbox. And then, you know, all the things like I'd love to get married and have a family and, you know, all those things as well. So lots of dreams and things I want to do still in life. <laughs> Heck yeah. Love it. Okay. Can can I ask with all yeah. those, is there one that's like the, and 
there doesn't have to just be one, but is there one that's like the primary right now? Like the primary, like that's what I'm really on right now. Um, the primary right now is probably my YouTube channel. I took a yeah. break for a couple of years just as I was moving and, you know, life was just crazy there for a while. So I took a break and I just got back to it the last couple of months. And it's been really fun to reconnect with some people through social media. That's one of the perks of it <laughs> is yeah. getting to meet different people and, you know, interact with people. So that's been really fun. So I'd say that's probably my focus right now, but any and all of them, whatever they come my way is great yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, well, Danielle, I do. I often say, and again, I often, <laughs> I often say and always mean, uh, I hope this is the start of a continued conversation um, yes. because I, I genuinely love love connecting with our community and and I do believe that you know together we individually we we can do a lot of cool things but together we can just really be that be that force and and uh I just I I, I love love making new friends and and love connecting through this medium of 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 podcast um and sure. uh gonna have to have you back on sometime. Um, yeah, anytime. I'd love to. This this is so great. Um, but I did have one other thing that uh that I did want to ask. Um, oh also, I am I'm gonna be reaching out someday about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame recommendations. Yes. <laughs> anytime. <laughs> um uh I I just want to say it and I'm I'm sure anybody listening from wherever you are in the world is just like feeding off of it. I I love your outlook. I love your passion, love the work you do. It really is. It, it's brilliant. And I said it earlier. I don't think we could ever have enough of it. I don't think we could ever have too much of it. And I'm going to say again, I think the energy is everything. And even through the challenges, even through the stuff that the change that we want to see and we want to happen right now, um, uh, you know, carrying that that idea of attitude is everything, and and uh, and that that out that positive, optimistic outlook through all the challenges can just be such. I think, anyways, um, such an important piece to that. Uh, and I I just wanted to ask if if you had one piece of advice to give to somebody across. Uh, our SBNH community who struggles to be positive, motivated, or find an op uh, optimistic perspective within our SBNH uh, community or disability community in general, what would it be? Oh, I think it would be to focus on the things you can do instead of the things you can't do and find the things that are fulfilling and, you know, yeah, the things that are fulfilling to you and do those things. And whether you have to modify it to work for you or it's something you can do in your situation, you know, I think everybody is born with 
certain capabilities and talents and those kinds of things. And you have to tap into that and figure out what those things are and then figure out how to do it. And I think, you know, figuring that out is crucial to living a life that's joyful and you feel fulfilled by. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's brilliant. Um, <laughs> as, as you mentioned, we all have, uh, as you were saying, we all have different things that we're good at and do. I immediately mm-hmm. thought, yeah, I cannot draw a stick figure to save myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't play an instrument. So there you go. <laughs> I still today, if I like put pen to paper, uh, I took a, a business class in high school and I learned to type. Thank God, because I, I'm a pretty good typer. Still today, I like yeah. put a pencil to paper and I still get asked, are you writing with your wrong hand? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, that's that's my that that's my wrong hand. Uh, my, my motor skills just actually aren't very good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, um, favorite thing about is to go, you know, <laughs> but I'm just going to take this as an opportunity for someday you to teach me how to draw a stick figure and I'll teach you where middle C on the piano is. Perfect. (laughs) I took piano lessons for like, I think a year when I was little and it did not go well. So maybe you can (laughs) help me out with that. (laughs) Oh, Danielle, thank you so, so much for taking time out of your night tonight. And, uh, and we'll chat again sooner than later i hope sounds great thank you so much for having me this is so fun oh thank you take care you too Bye. bye